Thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X. Face your fears. to dreams to dreams so you and i've been talking a lot about dreams i'm still kind of confused on what a dream is what do you think a dream is (laughs) i think it's trying to achieve something greater than yourself like to really try and figure out who you are so a dream is trying is an idea of something you want to do or achieve that's greater than yourself. Yeah. Well, to help your personal fulfillment, to help you achieve something within you that you may even not know what that is. What do you think a dream is? I am still confused. Um, so we've talked to some really interesting people over the last several months. And it's made me really think about my life and what I want to do with my life. And am I doing what I want to do with my life? And how can I leverage my vision for our future to help catapult us into that direction? Um, Or move us into that direction. Maybe catapult's not the right word. Um, But... I am like all over the map in a lot of ways. And sometimes I think I need more focus. I just started reading um, Stephen Schwartzman's book that he came out with not too long ago called What It Takes, Lessons in the Pursuit of Excellence. And um, I just started reading it today. But uh, in the first 25 pages, he has some, some, good, some good things. And uh, he's got this quote here. It says, If you're going to commit yourself to something, it's as easy to do something big as it is to do something small. Both will consume your time and energy. So make sure your fantasy, your fantasy, that's an interesting word, is worthy of your pursuit with rewards commensurate to your effort. Which I find really uh, even more thought provoking for me. Like, so regardless of how big your dream is, it's gonna take the same amount of energy to achieve it, which is an interesting concept. Like, how can that be? Like, how can, if I want to go to the moon, that's going to take as much inner personal energy as it would for me to say, uh, I want to cut the grass next weekend. Was cutting the grass next weekend actually a dream? Exactly. <laughs> What's a dream? Is it a goal? Is a dream just simply a goal? Or is it bigger than a goal? Is it I don't know how to ex- I don't know how to describe and explain it. What a dream! What a dream! It's not, and we're not talking about when you go to sleep and your mind is like cleaning itself out and walking you through whatever things at night. This is, you know, a dream is a personal. It's a goal. It really is a goal. It's a vision that you have. Uh, for your at some point in your life that you want to experience and you can you can see yourself 
achieving that. You can smell what the smells you want to smell, the, the feelings that you want to feel. You can, it, it's something that you can perceive without actually uh, being there yet. I like how you said the vision for yourself because I think that's really powerful. So going back to Pam Butler um, and how she talked about when she, the races that she did really, really well in and really achieved, she would like really visualize that whole race and like what that looked like, uh, her, her stroke patterns, what she would take, how fast she would go, her speed, and she would actually walk herself through that over and over again to achieve that, that big dream, big goal of winning that race. So when you say visualizing, that makes a lot of sense to me because it is visualizing yourself in that end state of that awesome. So is the end state the goal and the dream, the visualization of how to get there of, or what, of what it's going to be when you get there? Like how's a dream hmm. different than a goal? Hmm. Does it just semantics? Does it matter? Well, is, visual, is the visualization a tool to achieve the dream? I don't think so. I don't think of, I don't think of vision. Uh, I don't. So when I, so we had a dream of rowing across an ocean. Yes. Rowing across the North Atlantic specifically from Situate to Ireland. Yes. Situate in Massachusetts to Ireland. That, that was a goal, but it was, but I feel like it was bigger than a goal. It was more of a dream. It was like, it, it was so big, I couldn't think of, I couldn't really fathom us doing that. That's funny right? because I totally fathomed us doing that. Okay, so maybe it wasn't your dream. Maybe it was a dream for me, but maybe it wasn't a dream for you. Maybe it but was. Why a, wouldn't it be a dream for me? So to me, a goal is something more tenable. Like, so for example, we just ran a marathon this past Saturday as part of the Marine Corps Marathon virtual things for 2020 virtual challenge virtual challenge and we're taking we're 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 doing the trifecta which is the 10k the i forget what the k's are for 26 miler uh the six miler and the 30 miler and so so far we've done the 10 the six miler and the 26.2 miler and we still have to do the the 30 miler which is the first time we've ever done 30 miles for the first time we've ever done the trifecta for one, yeah. the first time it will be the first time we've ever done thirty miles. Yeah. Um, it's not the first time we've ever done a marathon together. No. Uh, so, but I was gonna compare and contrast dream versus goal by mm -hmm. saying that the marathon was more of a goal for us that we were gonna complete this this marathon as part of this trifecta. And that uh, we're gonna and we're gonna do the the ten k, the twenty six miler, and the thirty miler all before November tenth, and that's our goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but why is it not a dream? It's not a dream for me to do it because I... <laughs> does it excite you? <laughs> it does. Well, in retrospect, <laughs> after this past weekend, not so much because I'm really in pain right now. I'm not excited now either. <laughs> I'm really sore. And I felt like I've had the flu for the last two days. Yeah. But it's just, it's due to lack of training. But, but so, but <laughs> it's not a dream because why? Because I... I don't think I'm going to have a problem getting through it. You and I have talked like we haven't trained that hard for this, but we know we can get through it because we've done it before. We have the motor memory. We know what it feels like. We know that we can walk through it if we need to. It's unbounded time wise. So there's not that much risk of us not being able to complete it in time. <laughs> 
as long as we do it before November 10th. But so how does experience then relate to dreams and goals? Because obviously we've done, we know we've done marathons in the past. So we know what that is like. And so the fact that I literally only walked the dog every day and lifted weights a few days a week and I was able to go out and run this, I knew what to expect. So rowing an ocean, let's take that into account too. Like we could visualize it, but we didn't really know what to expect. Now were we to do it again, we would have a different connotation, at least for the first few days about what that could look like um, and what that could be. So tell me about how you think experience affects dreams and goals. Uh, I'm not sure I see them being relevant. I don't know. I don't, I'm still trying to, I think a dream is something that is so far out of your, um, ability to comprehend that you're, you're able to do it at present, that that's what distinguishes it from a goal. Then let's go back to your first marathon or your first Ironman. First Ironman was a dream. I would say that was definitely a dream because it was a dream. It, so the word, by definition, dream is like, oh, it's just something that's out there. Like, I, I don't have anything to hang my hat on. I have no experience. Okay, maybe experience does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe it does. Maybe it's very relevant. I have no experience to relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done anything in that distance before. Uh, you know, I've never gone anything, done anything longer than Olympic. I've never even run farther than six miles. So in that regard, it was a dream. I had to, yeah, I had to build up, I had to break it down and start building up experiences that, and skills that I could put together to stand on top of those building blocks to reach that, that dream. So now thinking of where you do an Ironman again, would it be a dream? I don't think so. So Why? we've signed up for the Maryland Ironman next year, next mm-hmm. September. And I don't consider it a dream now because I've done it and I know what I need to do to accomplishment to accomplish it. So it's more of a goal. Okay. Then back to my first question. What's the difference? How does experience relate to dreams and goals? So I think, I think you now in retrospect, you have a valid point that... <laughs> Damn it! I hate admitting you're right. What's my name? The doctor. <laughs> so yeah, experience does play into uh, helping to distinguish goals from dreams, I guess. How? Oh my god, this is really a, a strange topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really is. It's like yeah. hard to get your hands around. Yeah. So, because I've done something before, I have experience with it. Therefore, I'm not really dreaming about how to do it. I don't need to. I have the experience. I have the re- the, the realization of a dream. So it sounds like to build on having the confidence that you you already know you can achieve it. So therefore, because you already know you've achieved it, therefore it's not a dream anymore because right. you've already done it. To do it again is not a dream. Like. I already have the, 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 the skills, the toolbox, the experience. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you already have the experience. So how can it be a dream if you've already experienced it? I guess the dream is 
the lack of physical experience of an ideal. Maybe something like that. Interesting. The lack of physical experience of an ideal. Yeah. Or a vision. A vision. Yeah. But um, how? So how would you distinguish that from a goal? Because a goal could be something you haven't physically experienced yet either. But I, I would say that a goal, the scope of a dream versus a, a goal, is just dramatically different. So, like, when I, when I think about getting my doctorate, um, when I was in my master's program, like, we had these professors who were amazing, and I never even thought I would ever in my entire... I was a terrible student in high school and in college. Um, I never even thought I would, like, ever pursue a doctorate. But in my master's program, they really encouraged us. And by the time the master's program was over, I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should just give it a shot. And at that point, to me, it was definitely a dream. Like I could see myself being a doctor and what that would look like, but I still couldn't imagine actually doing that. Then even when I started the program, it took about two years before I was like, okay, okay, now it's a goal. Now I can actually tangibly see how to do this and wrap my head around the whole project. Mm. Um, so once you're in the program. Yeah. And it took a while in the program for you. I still didn't had no self-confidence and no. Yeah. Even um, when I knew, even when we were dating and yeah. you're in the program. I would say it was still a bit of a dream at that point. Yeah, totally. So it, took you, it took you a good long while. Yeah, to figure figure out. And I knew, like, so once, about two years into the program, I knew I could finish. And I think that was different, too. I just didn't know how it was going to all come to fruition. But I, I had the confidence in myself that I knew I could finish. Um, even though there were moments. <laughs> um, and then, like, now, looking back, I mean, it was definitely a challenging experience. But I, I'd say at the beginning, it was definitely just a, an very more ethereal than it was tangible. Hmm. But again, having that dream mm -hmm. and moving towards it changes your life. Yeah. And having the experience, that two years experience behind me, like understanding how doctors think and how they ask questions and how they research. And just as you did with the, when you did the Ironman, like you um, had to set up the, your runs and your bikes and do the transition and practice all of those is kind of the same steps to build your confidence to do it. Mm -hmm. hmm. Forces you to change over time. Yeah. So what are some, um, I'm going to stick with the dreams thing and not goals. What are <laughs> some of our shared dreams? Oh, an ocean still. Still? Um, so we've also shared a shared dream of hiking the Via Compostela de Santiago. From like, oh, yeah. from like Paris all the way down to the coast of Spain. Mm -hmm. And hiking the Appalachian Trail would be fun. Yep. I've always wanted to do that. South to north. Or, or vice north versa. to south. Yeah. Whatever. You go either way. Since interviewing Nick Jaffe, we started talking again. We've, we've talked before. Um, that really got me thinking a lot about getting outside again, being on the water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I brought forth the idea of building, I've always wanted to build a boat from scratch, mm -hmm. um, a, spe specifically a trimaran. And I've, I acquired some plans from a museum, from uh, some Arthur Piper plans from a museum down in Newport News, Virginia, uh, a while ago. And then uh, they were not very clear, so I bought some plans. So I have several different plans for tri small trimarans, 20-foot trimarans that I thought would be a lot of fun to build and then sail and have little sailing adventures around the Potomac and Island Chesapeake Bay. So that's one. 
And then Cindy and I have talked about potentially one day rowing down the Potomac River, the entire length from like DC all the way down to the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay and thought that would be uh, fun. And then of course we talked about <laughs> also rowing around the whole Delmarva Peninsula. So the, down the Chesapeake Bay, up the coast around Rehoboth, then up the coast of Delaware, and then down the Delaware Canal, and then down the Chesapeake again. Uh, so around that whole thing there, that would be a fun adventure. What else? What else have we talked about doing? Small, not the big one yet. Oh, one thing you mentioned was to remain as healthy and active as we can for as long as possible. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's really interesting how that's a constant theme in both of our lives is staying healthy and so that's like a daily thing it's like what can we do every day to maintain our health if not improve our health and taking part in the Marine Corps Marathon trifecta is part of that because that's although today doesn't feel like <laughs> doesn't feel like that yeah but, but by setting those goals yeah. uh, putting that stake in the sand by saying okay by November 10th we're going to have accomplished this we've got to back up from that and say oh we, we got to get in some kind of shape in order to get this done yeah. so so that's what I mean. Those are kind of goals and the health goals. Those are daily routines that um, I don't. And I, don't I feel know like what I'm talking this, about really. I know. It's, no, me neither. We're just kind of philosophizing, but I feel like those are achievable. Okay, so we've never done thirty-one miles, but it's not like it's not scary. It's scary to me for different reasons because I know I'm going to be really sore. Yeah. But I, I don't think we can't do it. Like it never crossed my mind that we wouldn't be able to do it. And it's not life-threatening. There's no, like, dangers around it. It's... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, and then we have a shared big, huge dream. That's big, scary. Like, we have no idea how we we would do it. But the dream that we share is to one day build a castle... Mm -hmm on this land that we have but not just the castle it's the surrounding gardens and the the nature around it, improving the nature around it's been clear cut by loggers and our our dream is to like make it a beautiful place a beautiful spot and that would that's one big that's one thing that really excites me about the future us is to leave a legacy like that Mm -hmm. to improve this corner of the world and leave it to the world better than how we found it yeah so that really excites me. And so when I think about this list of dreams slash goals or whatever that we have, that one excites me the most mm-hmm. because it's the biggest. And so some of the things I've been thinking about recently is, do you focus on that one thing mm-hmm. and then forget the rest? Mm. Um, because life is short, you know, and we could do all of these things. But the one that I don't, the one that I can't foresee doing, that that in my mind defines a dream. I, I can't I can't foresee doing it. It's outside of the realm of my current capabilities. I'm not going to grow as much doing these other things as I would doing is as I would accomplishing that one thing. At the same time, it's all like steps and these like little micro adventures. Because I mean, there I mean some of them will take a little bit of time and effort, like Appalachian Trail is six months. Um, via Compostela, I think is three months. So it's, it isn't an, it is not an insignificant amount of time, 
But at the same time, through each of these micro adventures, we grow and learn and develop our own skills and our own knowledge and our own confidence to do these bigger dreams. And plus, as you said, life is short. So why would we just focus on that one when we can do these shorter, smaller things? And who knows where that could take us? Because in my mind, in saying that statement, uh, focusing on other things detracts from your main, main, main thing, mm-hmm. your main one thing. Is that not right? No, that's, that's definitely a perspective. But at the same time, um, you know, one life to live, I would love to experience all those things. So why would you just focus on this, which may or may not be achievable, even though we're going to do everything to make it possible, and not do any of these smaller ones that are achievable? Why would you just focus on this and not say, okay, I, I'm going to get all these other cool things under my belt too and do as much as I can? Well, uh f- for one, it's the one that scares me the most. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that intrigues me the most. Um, it's the one I feel like pursuing would make me grow the most, make us grow the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also break us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. But that's just what some of my thought process right? thought process is right now yeah but i feel like there's a lot of this is like going into a weird squishy the new age ching ching <laughs> space here but i feel like there's a lot it's of my world <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like there's a lot of synchronicity in our lives around this whole the the castle thing and mm-hmm. so we recently uh well, maybe not. Maybe it's just what your where your mind is. You know, you start noticing other things. But it's called reticular activation. Yeah. 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 That. Whatever. <laughs> what does that mean? So what that means, like, so for example, if you're thinking, "Wow, um, I really think I want to buy a red car hmm. or a red sports car," and then all of a sudden you'll see like red cars everywhere. Yeah. But you're because your mind like picks up on that subconscious. Yeah. So my reticulars have been activated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we just watched a show called The Gardener. Um, we were just looking for something to watch the other night and gave it a shot. And what a great biography about Frank Cabot, mm-hmm. who um, created the gardens known as Les Quatre Vins. So yeah, up in Quebec, uh, on his family property created these beautiful gardens and... Uh, created, built these follies. There's one, one folly is called the pigeon, pigeoneer, which is a dovecote. And I mean, that just hit me square so in the cool. eyes because I've been really interested in researching dovecotes lately. And the fact that he had one right there as a, a you know, central focal reticular activation point <laughs> on the garden. <laughs> uh, was really intriguing to me and yeah other things too like he had some japanese influence so the japanese mm-hmm. tea houses and stuff like that there but um but the fact that he decided to take his entire life in the direction of making this one i mean he built another garden as well right after it sounded like he graduated from harvard or whatever mm-hmm. what was it called the stonecroft or something um, and he had a career in finance uh, for a while as well, but uh, the remainder of his life was spent making this one garden and 
that really resonated with me. Like I'm not, I never thought I'd be interested in gardens, so, but the fact that he created this garden goes beyond um, gardening. It's not about the flowers so much and the plants and stuff. It's about creating a, a beautifully, a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing place that you leave to the world when you're gone. And so now it's this beautiful place. And as long as people preserve it, all I got to do is preserve it. They don't have to create anymore because he's already done that. Yeah. As long as they preserve it, it's this beautiful spot in the world that people can go and enjoy mm -hmm. and be um, uh, inspired to In do, to, to create similarly, similar, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing things in other parts of the world. Absolutely. And Dewey talks about that in nature and experience. Of course, Dewey. He's <laughs> oh, back. Come on. No. <laughs> um, well, like art and experiences, like creating creating artistic things that really impact other people, and then nature's experience is like really how nature impacts you as an individual and through aesthetic experience. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like these gardens are art, and art is creation. So yeah, that's really yeah. Neat. And so I think part of it for me is I derive so much energy from other people expressing their artistic self. Yeah. Right? So Cabot really inspired me. Mm -hmm. Nick Jaffe really inspired me. You know, there's so many people out there that I derive so much energy and inspiration from because of the things that they're, they, they're doing or that they did. And I want to do this. I want to be the same way. Like, mm -hmm. There's a big part of me that wants to figure out what that artist in me is and paint a painting, you know, metaphorically speaking, mm -hmm. what's my painting? I, I want to find that expression. I want to find that painting and I want to, I want to work on it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's so great in such a huge endeavor that I have to spend the remainder of my life working on it, but it's going to be fantastic and last through the ages when I'm done. That's kind of what I'm like that legacy. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. That's, yeah. and that's what dreams are for me. It's like, what is that is it legacy? Is there then? a is Michelangelo in me that I'm? Hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like where can I? How can I leave my stamp on the world? And that's why Sayura appeals to me so much. Is because I can I have a if I can figure it out I can leave part of my legacy in stone mm -hmm. on the earth to last way longer than I'm going to be around. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, for me it was code. You know, I thought, oh, I'm gonna do some great, build some great software. I mean, it still could be software. Uh, I, I love writing software, but I just have not found that, uh, that niche, that creative outlet, that successful impact with it so far. And I've been writing software for a long time. And so I don't know, but, but maybe it'll happen <laughs> one day when I find some project that really has a lasting impact and really uh, like ignites your passion it really ignites my passion really brings out the creative juices in me haven't haven't felt that in a while i guess the older i get it's more i want i want to be in the real world i want the real stuff yeah something in real life yeah real world yeah and that's pretty powerful so like it's interesting because when you talk about Sa'ira and the legacy behind it. I love that and I totally buy into that. And when I think about Sa'ira, I think about how we live and I've always wanted a place like that to build and to design and to live in and experience myself. So for legacy, that's really cool. But for me, I want to I want to experience it and be part of it. Um, hmm. So the legacy is less of it, less of an impact for me than it is hmm. my own 
my own becoming. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Another interesting thing I just read um, tied to Frank Cabot was this Francis Bacon kind of quote or idea that civilized man first builds houses and then gardens Mm. as if gardening were the greater perfection. Mm. Uh, And that's just really interesting how we started looking at the land and thinking, well, we, you know, we could, we could build a house just like everybody else has down here. Some little, you know, three, three bedroom, two bath stick built home. But there's just something non aesthetically pleasing about the average American home. Yeah. It's generic. Yeah. Who wants to live in something like that? It's not, it's to me, it's not about that. It's about if you're going to build something, it needs to amplify nature. It needs to be aesthetically beautiful. And, and I think the thinking about the gardens of like Capability Brown and mm. Humphrey Repton and how they tended to put uh, some kind of folly to, you know, a fake kind of a faux building, mm-hmm. a faux castle or a faux dovecote or, uh, or a real dovecote or something yeah. like that in the garden to draw your attention to, to amplify the environment amplify the experience um those follies and and nature were working in conjunction to create a much better aesthetically pleasing experience Mm -hmm. so why not live in the folly absolutely (laughs) because it's a it's a beautiful thing that's what it's there for yeah it'd be beautiful that's kind of where i've been going with this this whole thing whole time is yeah, let's build a folly there and yeah, let's throw a bed in there or something. And live yeah. there. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so anyway. I love it. I think that it would just be amazing to to have the castle and wake up every morning and roll over and look out my window and see all of our lands and gardens and see the horses who are ready to get fed and then walk down the, the lanes through the gardens feed the horses, come out, water the gardens, just be, have a kitchen garden where we can walk out, pull our vegetables in that we're going to eat that night. I mean, it would just be, and that's a lifestyle I've, I've really always wanted. And I never, never even thought that would have been possible until you and I were able to figure this out together with Sayura. Yeah. Well, so that's why it's a dream. Cause yeah. I don't, I can't see how it's possible. Yeah. Like I don't know how to get there from here. Yeah. So that's a dream. It's yeah. not, but maybe I've been trying to figure out how we can build smaller goals to build up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like building the pond like you did the other weekend. <laughs> yeah, I built the pond, but that's not, you know, I guess that's something. It's a stat. It's, it's, it's a something. stat, yeah. Hopefully filled with water. So going back to Frank Cabot and Le Catravant, the garden there, I was trying to figure out, well, what... How did he? How did he just like quit his job all of a sudden and go just work, spend the rest of yeah. his life working on this garden? Because that's a key key point. Like, if you have totally money, glossed, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, totally glossed over. Yeah. Like that. That's not important. But to me, that was like the critical. I, I wanted to find out. Like, how did this guy just quit his job? Where does the money come from yeah. to do things? You have to figure out your money machine. That no one's gonna talk very few people talk about that like it's like they don't want to talk about money but you got to figure out the money machine if you don't have your money machine figured out then 
there's no way to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Like, I mean, if I'm just going to pay myself for my time to, to go plow fields and plant clovers and what are those plants that, those flowers, <laughs> plant flowers and stuff. Do you want to be a gardener? <laughs> yeah. And read books. I, I yeah. got to read books about flowers because I don't know what flowers are plant. <laughs> I don't know anything about plants. So there's a lot, you know, yeah, a lot a to learn, a lot curve. to do. Yeah. Um, to get to that point of, of just dropping everything and doing that, you yeah. got to have a money engine. You, well, even dropping everything and doing that, the machines break, you need seeds, you need somewhere to live. I mean, it's... got to put gas in the tractor. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, apparently Cabot was wealthy before. Mm-hmm. His father was a wealthy financier, and he worked for him. I'm just gathering that. I haven't, just based on what I read online. So anyway, he, I think he came from a wealthy family, already had the money. Um, so yeah, so the money engine, I think, is very important in going for your big dreams. Yeah. And so that's just a fact of life, I, th- I think, is my perspective on it. Um, even if you want to go row an ocean, mm-hmm. you've got to have your money in a row. Yep. And, and we had, we had five or six months worth of money saved up before we set out and we had renters in our house. So our money engine was, it wasn't much of an engine, but, um, it was on autopilot for yeah. a few months. And, um, when we came back, we definitely had to restart that money, <laughs> that money flow, the cash flow coming in again. Um, so the, so for long-term things, especially if you're young and not, you don't have your social security checks coming in or, you know, even if I wouldn't even rely on social security checks coming in, um, you got to figure out a way to get some passive income. Mm-hmm. How That's do you, true. how do you make it to where your passive income exceeds whatever your costs are? And once you figure, this is just my thinking. Once you figure out your passive income, and um, that passive income exceeds your expenses, then you can start thinking about taking off and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I think micro micro adventures are so important. Like going around the Potomac, where it's not a significant amount of time, and we can still continue our regular jobs. We can take off that amount of time and have these fun things while we're still saving money to get to our big goal. Yeah. And yet we're not stuck in the house all the time we're still living life and experiencing yeah i that, that's a really good point and i forgot to bring that up but yeah micro adventures something that doesn't exceed your vacation allotment or whatever mm-hmm. um which would allow you to go and explore and do something like that and maybe share a journey in mm-hmm. some way or write a story about it or something like that and paint a small quote-unquote painting mm-hmm. That way is, you know, it's another way to, to get it done. Um, and also those micro adventures are good in, in, in supporting our other goal of remaining healthy and remaining active for as long mm-hmm. as we can and doing as much as we can outside while we can, Yeah. you know, because yeah. there's going to come a time when we can't and we're going to look back and think, well, shoot. Yep. And <laughs> what I don't want to look back and think, shoot. Um, I'm in a part of a group we get on once a week and kind of ask various questions and a lot of them are really philosophical and this one is what would you tell your 18 year old self but why i flipped it where what would i tell because that was 28 years ago for me what if i were 74 what would i tell my 
46 year old self now. And so I've been thinking about that today and how can I be my best self? So when I'm 74, I'm really proud of everything I've achieved over the next 28 years. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know what I would say. I'd, I'd spend time with family, spend time doing things you love doing. Like that's kind of where my head is oh, just okay. today. Like I'm trying to think about um, how I can be my best self and like what that looks like so hmm. that when I am 74, I'm looking back and very proud of who I've become. Hmm. And uh, I'm gonna, I, I love my life right now. I'm very happy, but I want to be even better and greater and a better person than I am now. Hmm. So how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about regrets this week too and how it's a funny word. Like, I don't think I would, ha I have any regrets. If I'm laying on my deathbed, I yeah. don't, regardless of what happens, how do you have, you're, you have life. Yeah. You have life. And every decision you that you made regret, got you to this point. How could you regret having life? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe you didn't optimize it. Maybe you didn't do as much as you could at the end of the day. But oh, how can you regret anything about you have life? Yeah. It's There's just so much to do in life. Like, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm like, oh, we've got a list here. There's probably a million other things that if I had more time, I could say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to, but at the end of the day... There's a limited amount of time, and <laughs> I think I need to learn to focus more. Mm. That was my only point. I, yeah, I would love to do all these things, and, and maybe we do, but I don't want to understate the importance of focus. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Also, don't want to say, well, we did all these small things, but shh, there's one big, huge thing I really wish I had spent more time achieving or trying to go after. Yeah, it's definitely a balance because yeah, you don't want that. that at the same time. You don't want to do focus on the big goal and like never have done any of these other things. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, I guess it's not a regret, but <laughs> when I was going through the divorce, one thing I wanted to do was build that, that C clip of oh, 20 yeah. with Matthew. Yeah. Because he was getting ready to graduate from high school and I was reflecting on what time my dad spent with me mm. my junior and senior year of high school and we we re rebuilt a Carmen Ghia and how much that meant to me and so you know Matthew's getting ready to graduate from high school he's going I was going through a really turbulent time and couldn't even really focus on him being in high school graduate from high school really um so you know there was just too much going on I couldn't do it and uh, we didn't we didn't build it and I don't want to say that was a regret, but I, I feel like I missed something there. I missed an opportunity to share an experience with my son that my dad was able to share with me. Was it something he was interested in? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, mm. I don't know that I was all that interested in cars. Mm, okay. But it wasn't about the car. Yeah. It was never about the car. Or Yeah. It was about spending time with your dad. Yeah. Right? And just learning to, and doing, doing making something, yeah. you know, figuring something out. Like I, I to this day I could care less about cars. I don't even own a car. <laughs> True. <laughs> it wasn't about the car. Yeah. But whatever. So it's not a regret. It's just you know things don't always work out the way you want. But you never know what the future holds. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's figure out what our next steps are and which one of these things we want to tackle first over the next summer. Or next summer, next winter. Next winter? This Oh, it this is winter, winter now. Oh it's my October. God, it's fall. 
So first things first, we're gonna we're gonna run this ultra. Yes. This thirty miler. Halloween. In two weeks. Yep. On Halloween weekend. So cheer us on. And we're we're seeing a lot of stuff in like social media that says, you know, uh, these social media people that kind of tell you how to be successful and whatever. Like you shouldn't share your goals with anybody because they could like detract from your energy or whatever. I don't care about that. We're going to run this 30 miles in two weeks, Halloween weekend, miles. and we're going to get some and it's going to be good. <laughs> and we're going to be sore afterward. Yeah. And then we're going to be, we're, that'll be the first trifecta that we ever completed. Mm -hmm. This was my fifth Marine Corps marathon. We just completed, mm -hmm. and your when your fourth. It was my fourth. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? I did two before I met you. You did one before you met me. Was it your fourth? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your fourth, my fifth. Cindy watched me do my first one. Yep. It was right after we met. Ran all around DC chasing me, taking my pictures and stuff. Yep. And then she wanted to join in the fun the next year, so we did it. Yeah. We've done every year since. Every year since. So far. Yeah. Like I would. Mm -hmm. And when I finished Ironman uh, in Louisville in 20,000, in 20,000, 20, in 2012, Matthew, my son, made fun of me because a 72 year old couple finished ahead of me wearing or holding hands. I love that. And he thought, he's like, well, good job, Dad, but this 72-year-old couple just finished ahead of you. <laughs> so, uh, Cindy and I are going to be that 72-year-old Oh Hell yes. <laughs> that was my motivation. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, our goal for next next October is to, or next, or next October is to have finished the Maryland Ironman, COVID willing. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, at least we got the running down for this it. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the swimming and the biking oh down. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, James. So what is our Dream 10X definition of a dream? Okay, let me break it down for you. This is how I would summarize the definition of a dream. A dream is the vision with the absence of experience or confidence of achieving that vision. So let us know what if you agree or disagree with that definition of what a dream is. And if you have a better definition of what a dream is, well, by golly, let us know and comment below. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, tune in next week. We'll have an interview with somebody. I'm not gonna reveal who it is right now, but it should be really exciting. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be cool. Trust us. <laughs> Over now. Bye.